Good morning. Welcome to worship today. Special welcome to people joining us online and by phone. We're glad that you are with us too, and we hope you are well. Just a, a few announcements before we begin. Um, first of all, uh, today, uh, after worship, we have our adult forum, um, The Experience of Grief and the Life of Faith, led by our own Lynn Batcher-Robinson. And uh, we'll be gathering in the library, unless the group is too big, in which case we'll rethink that, but plan to meet us in the library after church if you are sticking around for that forum. And I encourage you to do that. And then uh, coming up tomorrow, we're getting ready for the funeral of Randy Carrier, and we're, we're holding Roberta and Mike and all, all people who are grieving uh, Randy in our prayers today, tomorrow, and, and into the future too. But uh, if you're able to, please join us for Randy's service tomorrow uh, at 11. Uh, this time of year, we're getting ready for All Saints Sunday, which is next week. So if you uh, are grieving or missing someone, this is an opportunity to come together, remember our loved ones who have died, uh, to give thanks for their lives and to support one another. So we hope that you will join us next Sunday for our All Saints uh, service. Uh, got a, a piece of hard news this morning that I wanted to share, uh, but um, uh, I got a call that uh, Karen Moser died. Um, and uh, you'll remember that Karen worked in our office um, and then moved to Sheboygan uh, and has been sick for a little while now, but I uh, got a call this morning about her. Um, I'll share uh, more information as I hear it about any services or things like that. But in the meantime, please pray for, um, for Karen's family. Are there any other announcements we should make today? Yeah, Jen. Jen. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 So I'll just briefly recap those through the microphone for those who maybe didn't hear, but uh, uh, see Jen in the back if you're interested in donating to the book fund for Lowell Elementary. We are, we're entering into a partnership with them. And please keep uh, Carolyn Schneider in your prayers as well. Um, she's serving as a missionary in Jamaica and is having some difficulties with a visa and a, and a need for 
uh, repairing a roof, and so we might be doing some collection, collecting for that as well. Yeah, go ahead, Shirley. Yeah. Oh, you go up here. Okay. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I always need a mic because even though I talk a lot, they say they can't hear me. <laughs> so um, today, especially hearing the news about Karen, it's kind of a mixed feeling today. But yeah. today is also Pastor Appreciation Day. Oh. So, everybody, we need to give Pastor Andy a big applause. Yeah. And, and Jen arranged to have the Kringle and things out in the oh, narthex. Nice. And we want to present you with a gift certificate. Oh, thank you. And, um, and showing appreciation um, of you as our pastor. Oh, so let's give him another oh. round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And just let me say I, I appreciate you back. That's very that's very it's very nice. Thank you. And with that, I believe we'll begin our service with our prelude music, a chance to uh, center ourselves for worship.
and as you are able and face the baptismal font. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who is eager to forgive and who loves us beyond our days. Amen. Dear friends, together let us acknowledge our failure to love this world as Jesus does. God of mercy and forgiveness, we confess that sin still has a hold on us. We have harmed your good creation. We have failed to do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with you. Turn us in a new direction. Show us the path that leads to life. Be our refuge and strength on the journey. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer and friend. Amen. Beloved of God, your sins are forgiven, and you are made whole. God points the way to new life in Christ, who meets us on the road. Journey now in God's abiding love through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Grace for our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Almighty God, gracious Lord, we thank you that your Holy Spirit renews the church in every age. Pour out your Holy Spirit on your faithful people. Keep them steadfast in your word. Protect and comfort them in times of trial. Defend them against all enemies of the gospel and bestow on the church your saving peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. Uh, for our reading today, uh, Vicki Olson is coming forward to uh, uh, share a little bit about our stewardship uh, campaign this year. Uh, as you'll remember from years past, this is the time of year where we, uh, uh, where we uh, reflect on all of God's blessings and then uh, reflect on how we might respond uh, with generosity. And I'll let Vicki take it from there. Thank you, Vicki. Good morning. And as he had, Pastor Andy announced, I'm Vicki Olson, and I've been a member of Trinity for many, many years, most of my life. Um, growing up in the congregation, I've seen many changes, but nothing like what we've experienced in the last couple of years. With strange times we're living through, so many tragic losses, so much fear and worry, and yet we know ourselves to be blessed. As beloved children of God, we recognize our blessings no matter the current circumstances. We see blessings in being part of Trinity, and we respond by inviting others into our worship and fellowship. Today's invitation may be different in that it may be an online experience as well as coming to our church in church worship. While we wait for the time when we can once again fill the sanctuary, we're exploring new ways of being church that may expand our reach to people we may not have seen before. We see blessings in being part of this community, and we have responded by inviting our neighbors to join us. We had a great time with our blessing of our pets celebration. Many of our members and their pets, along with neighbors and their pets, came to join us. We invite our members and neighbors to enjoy our outdoor space in the beauty we have created outside near our mural. With a new landscaping project, a cost of over $26,000, and we have paid that off. Thank you, thank you so much for all your generosity. Many of you have helped out with the weeding, watering, and fixing our picnic tables so that everyone can enjoy. We have opened our doors to our ministry partners, such as Lutheran Social Services, Boy Scouts of America, Girl Scouts, MAKO, Madison Church, just to name a few. This year's stewardship drive must be different in some ways because this year has put all of us in different circumstances. Some of our community is suffering from the health impacts and the economic consequences of the pandemic. On the other hand, 
some find themselves with reduced expenses because they are spending more time at home. The uncertainty of this time will make Trinity's budgeting very difficult. Your pledge is the best way to let our congregational leadership know how much financial support Trinity is likely to see next year. If you can afford to increase your pledge, please consider that Trinity is poised to expand our engagement with the community and that fulfilling these plans will depend on our funding. As always, please be aware that a pledge is a statement for your planned giving, not a binding contract. Your will, you will soon receive a stewardship letter and a pledge card in the mail asking you to fill it out. We will celebrate the gathering of our planned offerings on Commitment Sunday, November 13th. You can bring your pledge card to Trinity for that celebration or mail it directly to the church. As we continue with our liturgy this morning, let us reflect on all that God has given us and ask ourselves how we have been using those gifts. Is our gift of treasure a measure of the gratitude we have for what we have been given? How do we use our time and talent to serve others in our family, community, workplace, and church? Let us remember that the God who takes care of the lilies of the field and the birds of the air will likewise take care of each of us. Thank you. Thank you, Vicki. Uh, as Vicki mentioned, you'll be receiving a letter and a pledge card uh, this week. And uh, want to thank Vicki, I want to thank you as well for, for sharing today for your leadership and counsel and for, for leading with your generosity too. So thank you for, for sharing today. Our first reading is from Jeremiah, the 31st chapter. The days are surely coming, I'm sorry. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke. Though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the new house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. Word of God, word of life. Jacob is 
The second reading is from Romans, the third chapter. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For no human being will be justified in his sight by deeds prescribed by the law. For though the law comes, the knowledge of sin. But now, apart from law, the righteousness of God has been disclosed, and it is attested by the law and the prophets. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, since all have sinned and all fall short of the glory of God. There are now justified by his grace as a gift through the re 
through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a sacrifice of atonement by his blood, effective through faith. He did this to show his righteousness, because in his divine forbearance he had passed over the sins previously committed. It was to prove at the present time that he himself is righteous and that he justifies the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of boasting? It is, it, it is excluded. By what law? By that of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that a person is justified by faith apart from works prescribed by the law. Word of God, word of life. Holy Gospel according to John, the eighth chapter. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying, you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Beloved of God, grace and peace be with you. Amen. For a church that bears the name Lutheran, like Trinity Lutheran, Reformation Day is a festive day. Not quite a pep rally, but something kind of like it. The story goes, on October 31st, 1517, a monk named Martin Luther, posted his 95 Theses in Wittenberg, Germany. As a theology professor, Luther was trying to start a scholarly discussion, a debate on campus about the sale of indulgences. But like a viral Facebook post that got out of control, things got a little bit bigger than that. Little did he know that his 95 Theses would spark a reformation that would still be impacting the church and world 505 years later. He probably could not have imagined, could not have fathomed that there would be a congregation worshiping on a Sunday morning in Wisconsin, wherever that is, uh, in English, all the way across the Atlantic Ocean. It just would not have computed, it would not have made sense. 
But in addition to the 95 Theses, we have another anniversary in the story of the Reformation to remember this year. It was 500 years ago this fall, in 1522, that Luther published his translation of the New Testament in German. 1517 was an important year, but you could make the case that the German translation of the New Testament was at least as significant in terms of impact. It was in the fall that he published the New Testament in the vernacular, and they printed 3,000 copies, and they sold out in an instant. This act helped define the Lutheran movement as one devoted to the authority of Scripture. Sola Scriptura, or by word alone, became one of its slogans. And Luther's Bible would reshape the German language and became one of the most important publications in world history. We too often take for granted when we gather for worship or when we read the Bible in our personal devotions that we can read and hear the Bible in a language that we understand. Because for many centuries, this simply wasn't an option. The Bible was in Latin and required someone who knew Latin to read it. And their only access to it would have been through a priest. But instead, Luther took upon himself the task of translating the Bible into a language, in his words, similar to the language of a mother speaking to her children, or of people exchanging goods in the marketplace. So when we read the scripture today, and it sounded kind of like the language you might use every day, that was part of Luke Luther's legacy. It's hard for us to imagine, but for most people in Northern Europe, Europe in the 16th century, uh, Reading wasn't an option. Most people were illiterate. Only about 5% of the population could read. And having the Bible read out loud or uh, presented to them in their own language was transformative and empowering. And now we have, you know, Bibles scattered about our homes and our church. As a side note, I think the public and, wide, public and widespread education for most people is one of the great legacies of the Lutheran movement. Luther wanted children, boys and girls, to learn how to read so that they could access the scriptures. So as we hear and read the scriptures in our own language today, let us take a moment to, not, to appreciate that and not take it for granted. Many of our ancestors in faith were willing to risk their lives to access the holy scriptures in a language that they and their family could understand. 500 years later, we can see the Spirit of God at work in this. I think that just as the Word became flesh and dwelled among us in Jesus, through translation, the Word continues to become incarnate in languages and cultures and communities like ours and all over the world. And so we thank God for the gift of the Word in a language that we can understand it. Our scripture readings for today and for every Reformation Sunday capture many of the themes of the 16th century Reformation. Our gospel reading speaks of staying steadfast in the word, partially why we'll be singing one of Martin Luther's great hymns as our hymn of the day. And it also speaks of freedom. The freeing power of the gospel is one of the things that we celebrate in Martin Luther's witness and on Reformation Sunday. And in our second reading, we hear the words that would change Luther's life, that we are justified by faith apart from works. 
But I'd like to draw our attention especially to to the psalm, Psalm 46. As we sang today, as we chanted, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be moved, and though the mountains shake in the depths of the sea, though its waters rage and foam, though the mountains tremble in its tumult. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. I can't, whenever I hear this text, I'm transported back to uh, a funeral of a friend. Uh, I've shared a little bit about him before, uh, but a friend of mine named Ben Larson died in the Haiti earthquake in 2010. And he was a seminary student. He was there serving and learning uh, when, the, when the earthquake, and he died with hundreds of thousands of other people. But at his funeral, we sang a sung version of Psalm 46. Though the earth should change, though the mountains tremble, you, God, are here, we sang. And so whenever I hear this text, I am transported back to that moment. Because when we hear or experience those moments that seem so chaotic that the world is shaking figuratively or literally in an earthquake, that there is a place of refuge The the God of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Now, Ben was a bit of a goofball. He and I worked at a camp together. Uh, But he knew better than almost anyone else I knew the meaning of grace. And Luther's insight into grace was so important to him. He wrote a song uh, where the whole refrain was, it's all grace, it's all grace, it's all grace. The love you give, the love you share, it's all grace. And so he knew, and I believe he knew even in those final moments, that the Lord of hosts was with him, that the God of Jacob was his stronghold. And as you probably know, or might know, uh, this psalm, Psalm 46, is the basis of Martin Luther's great hymn, which we'll sing as our sending hymn, a mighty fortress is our God. You could, in that verse that says, the God of Jacob is our stronghold, you could say the God of Jacob is our mighty fortress. Some people could think of this hymn, when we hear it, it sounds uh, kind of like a, a, I made a joke about this being a pep rally for Lutherans. Uh, And I think you could take a mighty fortress as kind of a triumphalistic song, a song that's, uh, you know, about conquering and, and, uh, and victory and, and all those themes. Uh, I've heard it called uh, the battle hymn of the Reformation. Uh, but in many ways, I think that is a misnomer, especially as we think about where this hymn came from, or we believe this hymn came from in Luther's life. The way, uh, the way Luther saw it was as a hymn of comfort, the oldest version we have of it from 1529 has a hymn of comfort written, written underneath the title. Most scholars trying to figure out the origins of this hymn, when Luther might have written it, uh, place it somewhere between 1521 and 1529, but most think it was written in 1527. And what we know about the year 1527 is that it was one of the most difficult years of Luther's life, and he had several difficult years. In August of 1527, a good friend of his was murdered for being part of the Reformation. 
In the fall of 1527, a plague, a pandemic, broke out in Wittenberg. Many people fled. Luther and Katie decided that they had to stay put. And then in December of 1527, uh, Katie gave birth to their daughter, Elizabeth. But Elizabeth was quite sick when she uh, was born, had many health challenges, and she died at six months old. Luther described that six months in, in January of that year. He said that he was facing temptation like he had never faced. Uh, and I think it was probably related to his prayers for this child. This wasn't the only child. Losing children in the 16th century was much more common than in our time. But I imagine, no matter how frequent, that this was a deep and profound loss. When I think about that loss in Luther's life, I'm almost given chills as we think about that final verse we'll sing today, where Luther wrote, Were they to take our house, goods, honor, child, or spouse, though life be wrenched away? And do you think he might have been thinking of Elizabeth? Though life be wrenched away, they cannot win the day. The kingdom's ours forever. That a mighty fortress is not our fight song. It's not for a pep rally. It's about comfort and hope in the midst of life's trials. Though the earth should change, though chaos break out, though life be wrenched away, they cannot win the day. Because God is our stronghold. The Lord of hosts is with us. There is a, a temptation or a challenge on Reformation Sunday to make it all about the 16th century or to turn it into a form of hero worship for an individual like Martin Luther. And I just want to warn you, if we want to turn Martin Luther into a hero, we'll probably be disappointed. <laughs> and I don't think Luther would want us to make him into a hero either. One of his frustrations, I believe, uh, he wrote about this, uh, was that we would call ourselves Lutherans. He said, uh, did I die for you? Uh, is it my word that transformed your life? You should call yourselves Christians, not Lutherans. So I, I don't think he would want us to turn him into a hero on this Sunday either. Because we don't need a day to place our hopes in humans, in ourselves, in our works. What we need is a day that proclaims the grace and comfort and activity of the living God both then and now. That if there's anything to be worthwhile in the Reformation, it was not something that some individual genius did but something that God was doing in that time. And if there's something for reformation here today, if there's any hope for the church to be reformed then and now, it is in the movement and activity and presence of the living God. In the midst of plague, disease, death, violence, hatred, war, poverty, despair, whatever it is that you are carrying with you today, in the midst of all of life's storms, the promise that we hear in Psalm 46 is that we have a refuge, that we have a fortress, that we have a stronghold to turn to because the Lord of hosts is with us and God is our stronghold. As we sing A Mighty Fortress today, I want you to pay attention to that final verse especially. To think of all 
of the ways that life can be wrenched away from us, but then to know that though life be wrenched away, they cannot win the day because the kingdom is ours forever. We give thanks for the witness of Martin Luther, but we place our hope in the living God. Amen. God, our fortress, we pray for the church. Write your law of love on the hearts of your people, that we remain steadfast in our witness to your grace. Hear us, O God. Amen. 
mercy is great. God, our liberator, we pray for your earth. Bring new life to overused land and contaminated rivers. Reform and reorient our relationship with the environment that we faithfully care for all of your creation. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. God, our refuge and strength, we pray for the nations. Where they are in an uproar, bring rise, wise leadership and comfort for those in distress. Make wars to cease and peace to enter every land. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. God, our very present help in trouble, we pray for those in need. Show mercy to refugees and all fleeing from danger. Shelter any without homes. Calm all who are facing illness, surgery, or a new diagnosis, especially Jane, Sharon, Marianne, Gloria, and those we name now, aloud or in our hearts. Hear us, O oh God. God, our Redeemer, we pray for our congregation. Bless all who are preparing for baptism or affirmation of baptism. Open their hearts to your Holy Spirit. Teach them your word and give them courage to proclaim their faith. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. God, our stronghold, we give thanks for those who have gone before us in faith. We pray for the family of Jackie Boney, and we give thanks for Martin Luther and all reformers. Renew and reform us as we strive to continue in your word. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. God, we lift prayers today for all missionaries, but especially Carolyn Schneider. We ask you to help find a way for her to continue in her service and to be supported in her ministry. Hear us, O God, your mercy. We also lift prayers today for the family of Karen Moser. We give you thanks for her presence and her service uh, among us here at Trinity. We ask that you surround all of her loved ones with your care and your comfort. Give us a sense of your presence and your peace as we turn to you, our stronghold. Hear us, O God. With grateful hearts, we commend our spoken and silent prayers to you, O God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please take a moment to share a sign of peace.
Please stand as you are able. Let us pray. Gracious God, in your great love you richly provide for our needs. Make of these gifts a banquet of blessing and make us ready to share with all in need. Through Jesus Christ, who sets a table for all. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy God, our bread of life, our table, and our food, you created a world in which all might be satisfied by your abundance. You dined with Abraham and Sarah, promising them life, and fed your people Israel with manna from heaven. You sent your son to eat with sinners and to become food for the world. The night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. It's my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, gave for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering, therefore, his life given for us and his rising from the grave, we await his coming again to share with us the everlasting feast. By your spirit, nurture and sustain us with this meal. Strengthen us to serve all in hunger and want. And by this bread and cup, make of us the body of your Son. Through him, all glory and honor is yours. Almighty God, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, both now and forever. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught his friends to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. 
for the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Please be seated while we share some instructions for communion. To communion today, you'll go to the side aisle and come forward, where at the front there are these two side tables, where you'll pick up an empty cup and bring it with you to the railing. At the railing, it will be filled with wine and you will receive bread. If you need or desire grape juice or gluten-free, those are also at these two side tables. Just grab them and bring them with you to the railing. All friends, guests, and visitors are welcome to commune with us today because this is the Lord's table, not Trinity Lutheran's table, and the invitation comes to you from Christ. We extend our fellowship, our communion to those joining us online and by phone. We are glad that you are here with us. May God's grace be with you too. Receive this invitation to communion. Christ invites you to this table. Come, taste, and see.
please stand as you are able. May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen, keep, and unite us now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. God of the abundant table, you have refreshed our hearts in this meal with bread for the journey. Give us your grace on the road that we might serve our neighbors with joy. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord.
God who gives life to all things and frees us from despair, bless you with truth and peace. And may the Holy Trinity, one God, guide you always in faith, hope, and love. Amen. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is to proclaim and celebrate the love of Jesus Christ, to live as God's servants in the world, and to be caring and healing community. Go in peace, go in peace with Christ beside you. Thanks be to God.